This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 524. We know we are right. That's the problem. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I was reflecting on an episode that I did a little over a year ago. It was in August of 2021 when I got to interview Dr. Richard Nisbet. That episode is called Thinking About Thinking. And it was fascinating. Dr. Nisbet wrote a memoir. His book is called Thinking, a Memoir by Richard E. Nisbet. And there's actually an endorsement right here on the front of the book from Malcolm Gladwell. Here's what Malcolm Gladwell said about Dr. Nisbet. The most influential thinker in my life has been the psychologist Richard Nisbet. He basically gave me my view of the world. That's pretty powerful coming from Malcolm Gladwell. And I got to interview Dr. Nisbet. Here's what has stuck out to me and has been recurring in my own mind about that conversation. He pointed out, he said, there is one error that we make, generally speaking, as a species of human beings. And that is that we believe what we think. Now, let me just pause for a minute and let that sink in. We believe what we think. Now, one way that I put this is that we know we're right. It's not that we think we're right. No, we're going to a different level here. We know we're right. And that has us showing up in ways that cause all kinds of problems interpersonally and also in our own life. So let's just take a look at what this means. And the place where I learned this the most powerfully from a personal standpoint was uh, several years back. It's been over a decade now. Um, you might remember in my book, Pathological Positivity, uh, if you've read that book, if you haven't, go get it and read it or go to Audible and pick up Pathological Positivity by me, Dr. Paul Jenkins. I'll read it to you if you go to Audible. But in, in chapter one, I mentioned this experience of going through a bankruptcy. The title of that chapter is Lightning Strikes. And you know how you're going through life and you just, you know, you're expecting certain things to happen. And then, boom, something totally different happens instead. You're struck by this thunderous bolt of lightning that just comes out of nowhere and knocks you off of your feet. And that's where I was at this particular time in my life. And so um, I was distressed. All right. This was not a high point for me. 
I, I was beating myself up for having been so foolish as to get myself into this position. And just as a little side note, I used to think, no, I probably used to know this <laughs> in in connection with what we're talking about here today. I used to think that people who went through a bankruptcy were flakes or dishonest or somehow just screwing up their life. I have a whole lot more empathy now, okay? But I didn't know then what I didn't know. And we don't. There's no way to know the things that we don't know until we find out, until we know about them. Catherine Schultz did a brilliant TED Talk on being wrong. Go look it up. Catherine Schultz, go over to TED.com, look up her TED Talk on being wrong. It was brilliant. And she asks her audience, well, how does it feel to be wrong? And everybody's like, oh, it's embarrassing. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't like it. It's unpleasant. And she said, yeah, those are all good answers, but you're describing what it feels like to find out that you're wrong. How does it feel to be wrong? Well, it feels just like being right. It doesn't feel any way at all. I mean, it's just like normal to us because until we find out, we just go forging through life as if we're right. We tend to believe what we think. So I, I share that with you to, um, to share the experience that brought this home so powerfully to me. And this happened during the time of that bankruptcy, shortly after, I think it was. I can't remember if it was just before or just after, but it was in that time frame. Okay. And I was working for an organization, I was doing some psychological screenings for a, a local training organization. They had this training called The Great Life that people would go through. And I, and they hired me to come in and just do some screenings with people as they were going into it, making sure they're ready for this kind of an intense personal development experience. And the uh, the trainer for that group was Brett Harward. Now, Brett's been here on the show. Brett is the author of a book called The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes. Bold title, great book, published by Franklin Covey. And Brett was actually the trainer, and he's the one who um, had invited me to come out and do some of these screenings. So that's the context. Well, at one point, Brett's like, hey, you know, Paul, you should probably come do this training. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, basically, I'm see, I'm stuck in my own destructive pride that says, okay, I, the professional psychologist, will come in and see if what all you guys are doing is legitimate or not. Did you see how prideful that is? Because I know that I'm right. Yeah. And I'm going to go in there and see if they are. Because if what they're doing matches what I already think, then obviously they're right too. <laughs> Anyway, just think about that. It's, it's so funny how the human mind works. And even in a psychologist, that's how it rolls, right? Um, anyway, long story short, maybe it's too late. <laughs> um, I, I got into the training and one piece of the training involved Dr. Cam Mosier. Now, I have his book on my shelf, too, because Cam was on my podcast several years ago. His book is called I'm OK, I'm Just Not Finished. This is an, a handbook for empowerment by Cameron L or by L Cameron Mosier, PhD. 
Cam was part of the training. And I had gone to his website before. His website was IWalkedOnFire.com. Now, I don't know if he's still even running that program, but at the time, Cam had been doing fire walks for people in these training organizations or for, you know, corporate development retreat kind of things. And it's it's this powerful experience where you you literally walk on a bed of burning coals in your bare feet. And I had been avoiding him for some of those reasons, right? Because he had told me before, he says, you should come out and do my fire walk. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, I'm going to do that. What? This is weird. This is just some psycho babble, hoo-hoo, mystical something or other, mind over matter, right? I mean, I'd heard about firewalks, but I had kind of subconsciously just avoided getting involved with anything like that, okay? It's just weird, right? Now, just see what your own mind is doing with this. Now, I don't know if you, as you're listening today, have had any experience with doing a firewalk. I can tell you if you have had that experience, you're going to hear this very differently than if you haven't. And I was in that category. I was in the haven't. And so as Cam was getting me ready for this experience, because it was part of what I signed on for with Brett, okay, and his group. And as he's getting us ready for this experience, we built this huge fire, right? And we feel the heat and it's burning down into a pile of coals. And he says, you know, Paul, you can walk on burning coals in your bare feet. And your feet remain in perfect condition. And I'm like, like heck, right? My crap meter is going off. You know, the one that you have that tells you you're right about stuff. And I knew I was right about this. I knew I was right about that. I'd been a Boy Scout. I was on all those campouts as a kid. We'd burned some stuff down. I'd some skills in fire starting out in the wilderness. I knew about fire. Okay. And you know about fire. Just consider where you are with that. Because if I invited you today to take off your shoes and join me walking across a, a bed of burning coals, would you do it? And if if you said yes to that, send me an email because I'm going to put together an experience and I'll invite you. Okay. But there's probably some element of your mind that said, no, I don't think so, right? I'd kind of like to see it on YouTube, or I'd like to observe or be part of a, a group that's going through. No, you don't want to go there because you know that you're right about fire too. I knew I was. Okay, you guys, um, head check here. <laughs> Let's just do a little checkup from the neck up and see what's going on with our thinking. At that point, how many times had I, Dr. Paul Jenkins, walked on fire? Zero. Yes, I was kind of proud of that number um, because it showed that I'm smart, right? I'm smarter than all those people who get sucked into that somehow. All right, so just notice that. How many times had I walked on fire at that point? Zero. How many times had Dr. Cameron Mosier walked on fire at that point? Easily hundreds. 
Okay. He had been taking people through this course for, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. He'd probably seen tens of thousands of people come through and walk on the coals. And he did join them and he facilitated that experience. So how many times had I walked on fire? Zero. How many times had Cam walked on fire? I don't know, hundreds maybe. Who's right? Think about that for a minute. And yet I still knew that I was right. And in what areas of our life do we know that we're right about stuff? And my circumstances going through a bankruptcy had humbled me to the point where I was willing to join this group and go check it out. Okay. I, and I showed up and part of me was still like, I'm just going to watch and see what happens. No, this is not a spectator sport. Okay. So here we are in front of the fire and I had my reasons for being there. My life had to change. You know, when you get into those circumstances, like my bankruptcy, and for some people, it's a divorce or it's a diagnosis or whatever it is, okay? And for me, it was the bankruptcy. And we get into these parts in life where it's like we're standing in front of this fire and everything is in a shambles and we've got to get to the other side somehow, but we're so afraid to take the steps that are needed to get across whatever our fire is. And for me, it, it had to be different. I, I, I remember thinking at the time, it's either prosper or perish. I have to do something. But I didn't realize how much I was getting in my own way, how much my own thinking was creating the head trash that was causing the barriers for me. And so here I am at this firewalk. And we build the fire and it had burned down to a little pile of coals. And um, at some point, uh, most of the flame was out, but we had these burning coals and we used gloves and rakes and shovels to protect ourselves as we spread this bed of coals out over, I don't know, about a 10 foot span. And then Cam says, take off your shoes. And I'm like, what? How did I get here? And what am I doing? And, and yet his voice is ringing in my head as he's saying, you can do this. You can, I know that you can do this. I've done it before. I've helped hundreds of people to, to just trust me. And I wasn't trusting him at the time. I was trusting my own thoughts. That, and I knew I was right about fire, right? But I'd also been humbled by my circumstances. You know, one of my clients recently said, Dr. Paul, there's two kinds of people in this world. And I'm like, really? What? Tell me. I'm a psychologist. I don't know. He says, there's those who are humble and those who are about to be. That rings so true to me. You know, because either we humble ourselves and we open ourselves up. See, I think humility is giving up our need to be right in exchange for being open. And my circumstances had humbled me to the point where I was open. I'm thinking, okay, apparently I'm clueless about certain things. I was in a bankruptcy. Okay, apparently I don't get it. All right, I'm open. See, that humility helped to open me up. I gave up my need to be right for a moment. And as we took off our shoes, and Cam said, look, when you stand in front of this fire, you're going to have a question go through your mind. 
And the question is, is it time? Is it time for me to get past this fire of mine? Is it time for me to get to the other side? Regardless of whatever fears or anything else that I have. And and as I'm thinking about my bankruptcy, I'm like, yeah, I've got to get to the other side of this. Somehow, psychologically, I got to get to the other side of this. And he said, when your mind asks that question, it's going to, there's there's only two answers. Either your brain is going to say yes, at which point you walk. Don't, don't slow down or stop. That's not safe. Just keep walking, okay? And don't run. Fire runs become fire crawls. Those aren't safe. Anyway, he's prepping us for it. He said, just walk, get to the other side of the fire. And he showed us how to do it. I mean, it was all very professional and facilitated. He said, if your mind says no, then get out of the way because other people want to go. And either you're in or you're in the way. That's all he said about that. Now, who wants to go first? You guys, I am very proud to tell you. I did not raise my hand. Would you? No. You're going to watch, right? You're going to see how it goes for the first few people, right? Because even though it's been set up and professionally facilitated and everything, it's like, oh, I still know that I'm right about fire. Well, Joe raises his hand. Joe's in my group. He's just overcoming a heroin addiction. Okay, That was his fire. And he's like, I got to get past this. You guys, do you mind if I go first? And we're all like, okay, yeah, we'll let you, right? Because we wanted to stand by and watch anyway. I'm kind of a wimp that way. And so Joe gets there in the front of the fire and he's he's doing his breathing, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth. It's mind over matter, right? You got to get psychologically ready. And then I see him put his bare foot on burning coals. He shifts his weight to that foot, puts the other foot on the burning coals, and he's off. It takes him about 10 steps to get across that fire. And at the other side, I look at him, and he is, he's got a little tear in his eyes. He's hugging people and high-fiving, and he's just like, yes! He's not hopping around trying to blow out the fire on his feet. And still, my brain tells me I'm right. There's something weird about Joe, right? His flesh is somehow different from mine. Do you see how we do this? Because I still knew that I was right about fire. Two, three more people go, same outcome. My turn comes up. And as I'm standing there in front of the fire and I feel the heat and I smell the smoke, it's fire. And I'm standing there with my bed belly in my bare feet, and I hear the question, is it time? And something deep inside of me said, Dr. Paul, you big ninny, yes, get out there. Get past this once and for all. And I, and it was so surreal to look down and see myself place my bare foot on burning coals. I shifted my weight. I put the other foot down, and it took me about 10 steps to get across that fire. You guys, I felt the heat. My feet were fine. And as I stepped off of the fire on the other side, the first thing through my head, what else? What else do I know for sure that I am dead wrong about? 
But how does it feel to be wrong about something? It feels just like being right until you find out. I still didn't even believe it. I went back and walked that fire two more times. Three times I walked the fire that night. I even have a little jar in my office with the coals from that fire. I kept them as a, as a memorial, which is also kind of funny because I'm, I'm bending down to get some coals from my little jar. And, and Cam says, Paul, stop. I'm like, what? I'm just getting some coals. He says, don't pick those up. Use the tongs. You're going to burn your fingers. I just walked across these coals. But apparently you can't pick them up. You're going to burn your hand if you try to do that. It's just weird. I, I understand some of the physics behind it now because my brain has to figure things out. But the profound experience for me was realizing that even though I knew I was right, even though I knew that, I was dead wrong about some things. And it takes a humility to realize that. Look, knowing that we're right has us showing up in ways that are destructive and harmful and create and generate problems for ourselves and for other people. Humility is giving up our need to be right in exchange for being open. Because apparently there's some things we don't get. I want you to look at whatever is going on for you right now. What is your fire? What is it that you keep telling yourself, oh, I can't because, or I'm stuck by this thing, or my circumstances are extraordinary. And you know that you're right about that. My clients come into me all the time and they're telling me their story and they know they're right about it. That's one of the biggest barriers we have to overcome in personal coaching. To get out of your own head trash requires a level of humility where you can give up your need to be right in exchange for being open. And that's terrifying to a lot of people because sometimes our core beliefs are all that we have. And we think, if well, if that's not true or if I let go of that, then where am I? Well, it's a pretty good question, but instead of a question, a lot of times it becomes a statement as to why we're not going to walk the fire. It's not that we can't, it's that we won't because of our own beliefs. I can tell you, a lot of things have opened up for me since I walked that fire. It was after that that I, I wrote my first book. It was after that that I launched my YouTube channel and I built Live on Purpose Central, where we have over 400 members now doing their mental hygiene and getting out of their own head trash. It, it has allowed me to move forward to create and live a life that I love. But I had to give up on being right and, and trade it out for being open. What if you could do that too? I know some of you are probably thinking, you know, I could use some help with that. And I get it. I hire coaches all the time to help me stay out of my own head trash. Come over to Live on Purpose Central where, where you can find out more about uh, the programs and the practices that we do to help just keep you above it. And if you want a free coaching consultation, look, I'm going to give you a free consult with a member of my team. 
liveonpurposeradio.com slash coaching. All right. Can you remember that? The name of the podcast, liveonpurposeradio.com slash coaching. And I'll have a member of my team talk to you about it. You'll fill out a little survey and then we'll have a member of our coaching staff just visit with you to see if some personal coaching would be right for you. Let's get you past your fire, whatever it is. We know we're right. And that's the problem. The good news is, it's not so bad to find out that you were wrong. And don't you kind of hope that you are about a few things? I hope that's got you thinking a little bit. You know what to do. It's time to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>